This is the Tom Bigby Tales, and I'm your host, Shannon Evans. Today's episode is entitled Hostile Work Environment. Let's get into it. I heard two things this past weekend at the Arts and Antiques show that I found super concerning. Two different employees told me or my friends who went with me that they, the employees, were not allowed to talk to me or my friends or they would get in trouble. Hmm. Why is that? What employer does that? Needless to say, the folks I was with were taken aback to be told that. Add to that, I came down from touring the magnificent grand ballroom upstairs at the Elks Lodge and told one of the employees how stunning the room was with the afternoon sun streaming in the great windows. Her mouth fell open and she said, you weren't supposed to go up there. I replied, it was open and nothing indicated we could not go up there. No rope? No, I said. Nothing at all. No sign either. She stuffed her phone in her pocket and jumped up out of her chair and clearly, clearly upset. And she said, I'm going to go get, I'm going to get in so much trouble. And she ran inside as we walked down the front steps to the sidewalk. My friend and I staring back at her incredulous at her apparent panic. This was a grown woman, a woman with school age and older children. Why would you ever work in an environment that was so hostile and controlling that you work in constant fear of being in trouble? Imagine having a boss that was so paranoid that they control who you are allowed to speak to. How seriously awful it must be to deal with that level of oppression and manipulation day in and day out. Can you imagine waking up every morning and going to work and face that level of scrutiny and oversight on a daily basis? Does the board know the, the employees' work conditions? It is my understanding that the reason the employees must use CVB paid for cell phones is because the director wants to use the location detector in the phone to monitor their whereabouts and to maintain the right to examine all messages on those phone devices. Good Lord. It's already alleged by previous employees that Carpenter not only monitored their social media to assess anything she did not approve, even when it had nothing to do with their work on the CVB, and went so far in case with in one case with a previous employee to object to an employee's friend's comment. Yikes. This is middle school all over again. It appears to be a strange and super hostile work environment, at the very least. The employees need to feel safe that they can re report this unhealthy workspace to the board and not fear retribution from the director. I really feel bad for anyone who works there until March 31st of this year. Now I want to shift attention to the environment uh, I am working in here at the Tom Bigby Tales. For the most part, the support has been overwhelmingly positive uh, that I have been, let me repeat that. For the most part, the support has been overwhelmingly positive that I have brought to light all the failings and strange deeds at the CVB since September of this year. 90 to 95% of the responses I've received have been super positive. 
I have had some ugly negative comments that need to be addressed. I have been accused by more than one person of being paid to do this podcast, and I find that rather insulting. I decided on my own to explore the reason this town's tourism numbers have become non-existent. I wanted to understand why nothing new or innovative was being done to attract visitors to our town by a visitor's bureau with a multi-million dollar budget each year. I wanted to know why our spring pilgrimage had withered away and all but died, yet Natchez's streets are filled twice a year for fall and spring pilgrimage with long lines of motor coaches, excursion buses, large vans on all their side streets. The same is true with Charleston, Savannah, Baton Rouge, and Vicksburg, to name a few. People young and old from all over the world are interested in the antebellum homes and the Victorian homes around the country, and especially in the South. As many of the homes approach their bicentennial of the antebellum homes, they have become of greater interest to historians, restoration experts, and those interested in architecture and early construction efforts in the Southern climates. So, I wanted to know why we are not monopolizing what was previously been a big spring attraction. What I uncovered has been covered has been covered in previous episodes, but eventually it all essentially it all boils down to a CVB board allowing the director to do a craptastic job promoting the pilgrimage. So I dug deeper and found the director actually did nothing to actively promote our city other than to buy expensive expensive ads from or through her friends to promote herself, her daughter, her house, or her grandchildren. Honestly, the money invested was ridiculous, and the results were obscenely embarrassing at best. The deeper I dug, the worse it got. I began sharing publicly available information on this podcast, and lots of people began to follow and download it. So many people began to come forward and share then their individual negative stories and experiences with the CVB's director in my messages on Facebook. Others called, some sent emails, but it was overwhelmingly not only the volume of people and experiences, but that all of them, without exception, said they wanted to tell their stories in anonymity. Why? because they feared the backlash personally and professionally from the CEO. Those I spoke to on Zoom calls, you could actually see the palpable fear on their face and in their body language that there could be some retribution in some form for telling their story or experience with Nancy Carpenter. If, and if it ever got back to her, uh, who told that story, there would be a price to pay. I then had people with no story to tell begin to tell me they could not speak with me in public for fear it would get back to Carpenter that they had spoken with me or innocently had coffee next to me. Unbelievable. This woman appears to be holding far too many people hostage emotionally and professionally in this town. Why is everyone afraid of a 74-year-old woman who runs a tourism office? I have been called brave. I am not. I have been called crazy. I am not. I have been called a bully. I am certainly not. I have finally figured out why I am the one person who has decided to stand up and call out the empress for not wearing any clothes because she can neither buy me nor intimidate me. 
She has no hold over me, and I could care less who her political friends are, what's their clout, or what she thinks about me. I only care that what she has been allowed to do to this town's tourism and tourist economy with a platinum credit card paid for by the city with the blessing of her board ought to be criminal. She has tried to undermine the efforts I've made to demand transparency and accountability by dropping tidbits or half-truths or, and some blatant lies to the local paper. She tried to get the CVB board attorney to take legal action against me. He reminded her he was the board's attorney, not her personal attorney, and that she was a public figure and would lose in court. Then she began asking around town, who is Shannon Evans and who was behind my efforts? Well, Nancy, let me tell you who I am. I am a taxpayer whose money you have spent foolishly for over 10 years. I grew up in this town and my parents were Pat and Travis Brooks, and they worked tirelessly to try and promote tourism in this town. My mother's name now is Pat Ross. I am a Columbus resident who knows this town deserves better from the CVB than the sloppy, unprofessional, self-serving mess you've been producing over the last 10 plus years. I am a public historian, graduate of Mississippi University for Women, a beautiful historical campus you ignore in favor of your own personal interests in Starkville. You know, MUW, the place where some great history-making events have occurred for women in higher education in Mississippi, and where that often quoted literary great Eudora Welty attended for a time? Yeah, that MUW. And most important for you to know is that I am the person who had the gumption to stand up and call out the sloth and waste in your work when no one else had the guts to say that. How do I fund this? I write at night after my house is quiet. I do research and write grants for a living. I get up at 4 a.m. to record this podcast like I have today. When you are, are passionate about where you live and truly want to make the world a better place, you work hard like I do to make an impact. Now, about that 5 to 10% who want to silence me or want to shift my focus elsewhere, ain't going to happen until there is transparency and accountability at the CVB and at the Columbus Cultural Heritage Foundation. I would love to shift my attention to other issues and stories of past and present in the community. However, my job here is not done yet. Until that time, I will accept that some folks will dislike me and, and my efforts. I will accept that folks make up tales about some secret group that's that's super rich and funding my podcast and my research and claim that is a claim that is not only uh, laughable, but insulting. And I'll deal with the gaslighters and those who think I'm horrible for calling out the poor performance and questionable ethics of the director of the CVB and the foundation. I actually am amused at being vilified for demanding transparency and accountability for government funds. What I'm not amused by is the efforts of several elected officials to put pressure on me to back off, exposing the grifting and nepotism and general mismanagement of public funds by Nancy Luke Carpenter. Columbus is a beautiful city filled with so much history. The people here deserve their hand, their hard-earned tax dollars be spent in a responsible way at the CVB and the foundation that fills both those double-deckers every weekend that puts feet under every seat in every restaurant and heads in every bed at every hotel. 
Columbus is a beautiful town with so much tourism potential that is currently untapped and ignored by the one person who's supposed to care the most, the current director of the CVB. I'm Shannon Evans, and I hope you'll like, share, and follow me.